0: Okay Boomer, is all you can say when you've got your back up. Okay Boomer, tripping and grabbing onto something to relax but the only problem is that you get defensive instead of thinking about solving the issue if you just listened. I'm sad and I have been for a while now and I just thought that these mean voices would eventually quiet down and every time I try to speak up and let it be heard it upsets you so I bottle it up not to hurt you and it's stressful. So please just hear these words and know that I don't need a miracle I just need a companion who can hold me and say I'm hearing you, because when my feet get closer to the edge that I'm nearing, dude, my last thought is all these people's hearts which would tear in two. And that was a uh, submission of a poem by the wondrous mystic Sandman, someone who we really don't know could be uh, in the future, could be in the past, could be in all at the same time. We don't even know which universe this man has come from, but he dropped in, he's, i open up my email box and and there it was this beautiful this beautiful poem talking about you know that I think this whole movement around trying to work towards better mental health for a lot of people where it's still on the it's kind of only if it's convenient for the people who are running events you know if only if it's convenient for the people who who want to be seen as these mental health advocates i still don't believe uh it's one event that is going to solve everything. I think it's going to just be people who have kind hearts throughout the community who can continue to be there for different people. So, yes, I do sound like I have a flu. I do sound like I'm all blocked up. It is not COVID, but it's probably contagious. So, a uh, good thing I am recording through this stuff, and you can hear me and listen to me, and I can still get this voice out uh, without you being infected, unless somehow we've figured out how to do that as well. But yeah. Just with the whole COVID stuff. So, what I want to talk about today is is sadness and how we can be sad a little bit better. I've been uh, extremely sad, or like a a bit more sad. I've been, you know, I talked about languishing earlier and I was kind of thriving for a little bit. And then you get sickness, then you get tired, then you get a bunch of stressful events. uh, And then you get, you know, all of these other things on top of that and having to deal with different people, coordinating people, be social. uh, And you can start to feel overwhelmed. And one of the feelings that can come with that is sadness. And I just had a reflection, you know, started thinking a little bit more, and I thought about all of the different, you know, I've talked about anger, I've talked about uh, languishing, I've talked about really just different feelings overall. Uh, And then when you, the commonalities between why it is that we can't feel these feelings, why it is that when we try to feel these feelings, you know, it just doesn't sit well with us, and it doesn't sit well with others, and this is when I'm thinking we need to start changing that whole, you know, discussion around feelings, Uh, and that's what I'm going to get into today. So, we know what we're into, we know what we're in for, let's buckle up and get into it. Yeah, right. So it all started, basically, when people started getting COVID, which we know is the inevitable, right? So if something's spreading like wildfire, people are going to catch it. Uh, and when people do get COVID, you know, the, the people are getting sick. And some people, I'm not going to talk about symptoms, I'm not going to talk about how sick people get. And I really don't like talking about COVID in general because it's just something that's become part of our everyday kind of vernacular. Uh, and, you know, it, it, it is a bit of a downer. But what I'm noticing is that people are very apologetic for getting sick. Right. We we, we we were also apologetic before COVID, but now that people are more likely to get COVID, you know, you'd think that people will be a bit more understanding when they get sick or when they get COVID. Now, the the fact that people apologize and feel guilty for getting sick, I think is, is part of the problem, is that we're not allowed to not be okay. Right. So anyone says it's okay to not be okay unless it's these things. Um so that's where it starts. And then also, um, I was just like, when people ask if you are okay, and like this is the whole... I mean, quite a few people do it. This is not new, but I feel like when people say, how are you, and then how are you really... You know, it, it it's not about how open that person is to answering that question. I think it was also to do with the person who's asking the question. Uh, so there's a lot of us who are going to be extremely, uh, we're going to be secretive. We're not secretive because we don't want to, you know, we don't want people to know. But actually, we do want, we don't want people to know. But we don't want specific people to know because the 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 currency that people can have if they know how you're feeling uh, can be quite manipulative. So if people know that sort of stuff, you know, that's that's kind of it's not that we're hiding because we we don't know how we feel. I feel like we have a sense of how we feel, but there are just people that we won't share that sort of information with. So the are you okay and having to answer, it's almost like it's um, socially correct to say I'm good. No, yeah I am okay and it's a secondhand thing that just comes right away and it's something that we don't think of now that's not a very nuanced answer for me because I'm sure a lot of people discuss this but if you are hearing this and there are times where people ask you are you okay and you reply immediately with I am okay and you're not okay start thinking about the environment that you're actually in who's the person asking because I I can tell you if someone else was to ask someone that you were closer with Uh, Someone that you were close with or someone that you feel like would actually understand or take that time to listen to you and take that time to actually take it in uh, and not necessarily offer solutions, but offer an ear just to be like, I am here, I'm listening, I I understand uh, that that's how you feel and I got you. Right? it doesn't matter what they do to have you but you just know that this person has you I think that's when we're going to start making those changes is when we start exploring the environments that we're actually in this whole it's okay to not be okay I've said this a bajillion times but like reaching out from some people who feel so isolated, and this is why, the reason why this is coming up is because this week was a classic example of how I just started going in, 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 and I just isolated more, and I just needed to get through what I needed to get through. I knew, so I knew, I could see the tunnel, I could see the end of the tunnel, uh, but there are people who, who aren't as, you know, uh, aren't as versed with having to deal with the emotions that I am, because I'm just... Once again, this is probably episode for 36 of saying it, but I am Fields Armstrong, and I, I've dealt with these emotions a lot, and I'm not saying that I'm very good at dealing with these emotions, but I know when they're starting to come, and I know whether it's something that I can get out of or not, and I know some people don't have that uh, skill just yet because they haven't been working on it as a skill, um, but when you are, you know, getting to a point where you feel like, oh, there's not necessarily, I don't see a way to get out of this, it is hard to start reaching out. Um and you say, it's okay, just reach out, we're here for you, but some people don 't want to reach out or they don 't feel safe reaching out because um, we still are in this place where it 's only okay if it 's convenient for you at that time to take that information, so yeah, this is just me rattling a little bit, but basically uh, with the the sadness that 's been happening, you know i, I don 't know if it's sadness when I saw it, but I went to, so we have this thing called a Pacific grad, uh, which is like a, a breakfast for Pacific peoples who are graduating uh, and it 's prior to the main event where everyone goes and um, and walks across the stage and when I was there we were celebrating you know a few people who have you know had amazing accomplishments but when people get up and I started noticing that people do it more often is they would apologize for starting to cry and I it's like oh sorry I didn't mean to cry or sorry I promised myself I wouldn't cry and all that and I'm just like cry baby just cry, you know, like let it out, uh, because that's a that's a, a, a joy, or that's a, a burst of emotion that is allowing you to express in that time, and I still feel like we're not allowed, we haven't been, even when we were children, you know, you were reprimanded for crying, you know, if, you, if you're crying now, I'll give you something to cry about, like, it was always the worst thing that you could possibly do, is cry, it's like, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, oh my gosh, when Maybe if we were just allowed to cry and allowed to let it all out, we wouldn't see that it's actually something that should be reprimanded. It's something that we should just be like, oh, yeah, cool, you need to go cry. And maybe they'd start having like five minute cry stations in different places where you know that if you need to go, let out some sort of emotion, let out some sort of, you know, because like, tell me, all right? So there's a few things you have a feed, you have a nap, you have a cry. Most instances you feel slightly better after, and there's actually research saying that um, the, when you do cry and you release that sort of emotion, or you least uh, have that expression of emotion, you actually start to release, uh, uh, decrease kind of the, the signs of stress. So your stress level will start to come down a little bit, and that's a hormonal change uh, in the body, as well as just, you know, I think you just let the cap off a whole, I always use this, um, fizzy bottle. And you're just starting to let the pressure off just a little bit. And you've, you've, I think when you do cry, you've acknowledged that there is emotion there, and that's the beginning of starting to say, okay, we need some sort of change. I think the crying at the beginning for yourself is the signal to yourself that like this has become too much, and you you notice when most people have a cry. Well, actually, maybe I'm speaking for myself. When you have that cry and you have that, you know that little moment to yourself, that's when you start saying, okay, I need to do less of this. This is stressing me too much. You start really evaluating the different parts of your life that caused you to get to that point. It's like the anger that I was talking about. It's pretty much every emotion. And I always... I'm just using each of these emotions and I'm pretty much using the same episode like structure just to show you that all of these emotions are not bad things. But we've been conditioned to think that they're bad because when you get angry, you get put into tension. Well, I did. When you get sad, you get told not to cry. Or, like, don't you can't be sad now? They're never, like, unless you're happy or unless you're okay, even when you're happy now, people pull you down like you can't be too happy because other people can't be happy. You're too privileged. Like, all of these emotions that take us past just being and just normal, just well, what is considered normal anyway. Sorry, I won't use that word. Just emotions that that are beyond you just existing and just being there and just bleh. Like, that's that they're, they're, they're emotions that we're not allowed to show. And it's because there's some sort of like at the other end of the spectrum, there's someone who just says, like, oh, okay, but you're lucky you have this. You're lucky you have this. But we're allowed to feel those things. The The sadness is the impetus for change. And also, you're more likely to do stuff that's going to make the change happen, right? So, like I said before, when you cry, it's you're usually at nearing the end of just like what you can. Uh, what your capacity to handle things at that moment when you cry that is then the signal to you that this change needs to happen or something needs to happen and you reflect on everything that's going on or you're just like all right recoup and then back into it but then how long does it take before you cry again and I've always been called sensitive so I you know I, I cry often I don't I don't try to cry there's just times well there were just times where I was going through dark patches where I couldn't speak without thinking I was going to cry. It didn't matter what I was talking about. It's just my brain was so... Like, I was just had a lot of sadness. So every time I'd speak, it, it felt like someone was like... I just had an orange stuck in my throat and, like, my eyes would water when I was trying to speak. And the worst... The, the, the times that I would cry most was when like someone would ask me if I'm okay and it was someone that I was felt safe with um, because then I would just say nah bro I'm not doing well and as soon as that happens I just like waterworks and I didn't necessarily need anything I didn't need them to be like look we're going to conquer the world they just were there and they understood that this is probably why you know all of these other days I haven't been quite myself or all of these other days you know I wasn't producing the work that I'm used to um, and I think that when we start to have the sort of compassion for one another or when we start to be a little bit more open uh, people who understand you the most uh, and I've had really amazing people supporting me so far where if I just tell them like this is me right now they'll tell me you know do you need to take a day off or oh, do you need a break from all this sort of stuff I've got people who who actually have my back I also have people on the opposite end who just think like I'm too sensitive and that it's a problem uh, and that I should probably go get it checked out which I am getting checked out because I get help weekly um, But yeah, I I still think it's around these these Western notions of not being able to express these feelings, and now I just think like in most cultures. This expression is is like is normal. It's because we st- we show that we're hurt. Like if you've ever been to uh, a Maori tangihanga or a, a funeral, a Maori funeral, there's wailing. Like there's open expressions of wailing. It's part of the it's part of the the custom of a tangihanga where they'll just have people. So when I say wailing, it's a, it's a very loud cry and it's heard throughout everyone, just to express to everyone that this person is hurting. They're in a lot of pain. This whole fano is in a lot of pain. There's a lot of mamai, a lot of hurt. And that's not something, I mean, this is now a classic example of when you're allowed to cry. I guess there's like societal um, norms of when you're allowed to be sad. But what I'm saying is that you can be sad, like sad, mad, glad all the time. They, these are just rolling emotions that happen and sometimes they linger a little bit longer um, and sometimes you feel like you're never going to be a get out, uh, be able to get out of them. But we talk about our hurt and being sad can make you sick if that's not what you want to feel, um, so because I, because I think we block it so much when we don't want to feel it, and then we start to feel it, we we do everything that we can to like hide it up, and it's I, I say this with every other emotion when it comes up, and you bottle it, it just gets worse, it never goes away, um, and yeah, so coming back to the sadness and why I don't think we're allowed to feel it is because we have this toxic positivity and I hate using the word toxic and I hate using it with positivity and I hate talking about you know just people you know just just be better it's okay we can be happy oh don't worry about that like it's it's we if we're just happy if we just think positive thoughts you know it's all gonna go away that's bullshit And we know it's bullshit because you have people there who would just like put on the fakest smile ever, but they haven't really dealt with the underlying issue. They're treating the symptoms uh, like symptoms of sadness by just saying, let's smile. So like, stop frowning, start smiling, but you're not actually treating the hurt that it has caused you and you don't end up treating the hurt that it's caused you if you haven't acknowledged it so being being able to cry i'd say was the first is the first is being able to feel those triggers to know that when that sadness is coming up uh and then just just deal with it and just be okay with it and find yourself a group of people who allow you to have that moment and allow you to have those moments and then also for yourself to be compassionate with yourself when you start to feel those and i do feel like there's this new wave of like Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm maybe men do it as well, but not so much, because we're just trying to talk in general. But where there's this whole moving from the sad bitch to the bad bitch, it's like, well, like you don't have to ignore those emotions. Like, you can be bad, but also be sad. I reckon when you're bad, like, you, when you know you're bad, but then you also allow yourself to be sad, that's when you're ultimate baddie. That's when you're the ultimate baddie. It's because you know your emotions. You're not hiding it because you're trying to build up this independent thing. You can be independent and have feelings. You're probably more independent if you know what your feelings are. So that's what that's where we're at. We're in this culture where even though we're trying to promote positive mental health, we we we're, we're saying that we should be less like that. We should be we should have less feelings. And when we do talk about it, you know, you can only talk about it in a particular forum where this is kind of okay. But then what happens after that point? What I'm trying to say is these conversations need to happen daily. These conversations need to happen all the time. These conversations with yourself need to happen quite regularly. the reflections that you have. So if you are feeling sad, you know what are some some, some things that you could do? The first thing is you can just don't feel shame for having sadness. Don't apologize for people if you uh, don't apologize to people if you are sad. We apologize about it about it uh, quite a bit, uh, and we don't talk about the things that actually make us sad. So the things that make you sad now might be things that like happened years ago that you just haven't processed. And all of that processing is part of making you who you are, but also understanding why it is that you are hurt. So like this is, you know, hurt people, then go on to hurt people or hurt people, um, you know, can't, I'm not saying they can't, but they, they don't necessarily, uh, you know, they, they, they can easily take on a lot of like burden and start to feel like, you know, I am the reason that this is happening to me. Uh, when there are obviously a lot of things that just haven't been dealt with. So have that have that um, for yourself. And I feel like the more that we talk about it and the more that we kind of, you know, just share stories, it gives us an opportunity to connect with others. And when we connect with others, we actually don't know. But like, that, we're built for social connection. We're built for that. And that's always going to be a positive for us. So if, like I said, if you find that positive environment that you want to be part of, uh, but also people that understand you, when you start to see that how you feel is not is not unnormal right when you when when you feel these negative emotions or like we shouldn't even call them negative emotions they're emotions they're signals for you to say look something's not quite right here if you start to see that you are with people who value that part of you because it's something that allows them to have reflections as well uh, or you can even like go back and forth and share that dialogue with one another you know you 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 become part of a solution. Because you're starting to see, this worked for me, and other people might be starting to come through it, and if you've already been through it, this is why I started the podcast, and I get that question a lot, is why did you start this podcast? It's because I was, I was wrecked, I am wrecked occasionally, and I reflect on it, and I feel like now that I'm having this you know, social connection, it's weird because I'm not sitting in a group with you, but at the same time, I feel like I can see you all listening to me when we chat and when I speak. But you know, there's something that you can do. There's something that you can share, or there's someone that can share with you that is also gonna make the journey a lot easier. So don't judge it. If you start to feel it, don't judge it. Don't fight it. Numbing and avoiding those feelings, you know, that's that's what I feel like disassociates ourselves from ourselves. Cause the more you the more you avoid it, the more you're avoiding yourself because those feelings are part of you, there's there's something that's happening, it's an evolutionary uh, trigger that's been set inside of you, so that when it does happen, you know that you need to do something about it, and I feel like, so even last year, like if you think about me now, like I had one beer last night, and it's the first beer that I've had since New Year's, last year uh, and the year before, I became a full-blown alcoholic, I was drinking pretty much every day, um, because I didn't Like I was going to counselling and all that sort of stuff and I came up with every excuse for why I was drinking and it was because, you know, I had these sad feelings and I had these sad thoughts and I was trying to get away from it and because I wasn't acknowledging it and I was using drinking as like the, the, the mechanism to get out of it, you know, that's why when you disassociate from your feelings and then that happens and then we start to, you know, get into other things that pretty much addiction. Addiction to to numb that part of ourselves. Addiction to not face that part of ourselves. Uh, because it, it can be hard and it can be hurtful. And I'm not saying that this is going to be easy once you start talking about your feelings, because when you do start talking about your feelings and when you do start becoming aware of why these feelings are coming, a lot of other things come up, like a lot of other realizations. But the sooner you can start this process, the sooner you can start to have compassion for when you are feeling those different ways. And when other people speak with you, you know, you start to feel... You start to find that a lot a lot of people want to you know can relate with you because you're relatable yourself you can relate to yourself in that time um so yeah just rest i don't just i just don't think rest itself has never really given the props it deserves we're always always aiming to to give so much you know oh yeah you're the man Wow, yeah you're the woman for the people who, like, will work through sickness and work through illness and just keep working and work horses. But we don't ever, like, congratulate the people who, uh, you know, take time for themselves. For example, and maybe she's listening, who knows, but one of our colleagues, she's on RSL. So RSL is where you get to, like, take some time off from your regular job and, and discover yourself a little bit, get a little bit of, uh, you know, just do some courses or do something that you could feel is going to help you become a better researcher when you come back. Uh, and, you know, she got caught, she caught COVID. She, we had an event that was going to come up and that's what put a little bit of stress on, but it wasn't, like, too stressful. It was something that we could definitely handle and I had a really good team to help me take care of it. Um, but the, the, the guilt that she felt because she, like, had to leave us with it is just, like, take some time off like I was absolutely relieved that she got the time because I celebrate rest you know when when you're when you're tired and you just you know you're not going to produce your best take that rest take that time for yourself and you'll come back even better and I've done a whole episode on that so check back a two years ago uh, when I did that but that's all we need to do uh, that's all we need to do and I think you know if we give ourselves that rest, that rest will come if we start to acknowledge when we are not quite feeling ourselves uh, and then in that time you can give yourself the compassion to be able to you know, give yourself that grace that this may not be the time for you necess- uh, necessarily to do the tasks you are trying to do. So basically all I've been saying is when you're sad, feel that sadness and just just own who you are, right? That's me in that moment. That's me. I'm coming as me. If People talk about being unapologetically blah, 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 all that shit, you know, all that bullshit, where some of it's good, a lot of it is great, but a lot of it does, I still feel like, a lot of it ignores who you are, centrally, a lot of it is, is talking about, you know, you just need to be unapologetically you, but you're not exploring who you are, you know, you're coming with what you think it means to be you, but if you're ignoring your emotions, you're not even being you, because that's a primal instinct, that's something that's part of you, so be that, own that, don't judge it, have no stigma around it, and if these feelings come up even more, you know, you just you just need to sit with it a little bit and just know that it's not bad, right? You're sad for a reason, and if it continues for a while, you know, maybe there are other avenues that we can start to find help for it, but at least you have had that trigger to understand that you need help for it. That's where we're going to go if we start realizing that this is the, t- this is the, the, the tipping point. Right, we have too many people who are going alone, thinking that they are un- they are not normal. When I'll tell you, a lot of people relate to everything that I'm saying right now, and you'll just believe that. I am in your head right now. But it's because it's way more common than you think. You're not alone. Um, this is why I want to be um, telling you about it. So when you speak to people, you don't necessarily need to try and fix things. Uh, fix things. So this is what we'd want if we're sad, is when I say something to you, I don't necessarily need you to try and fix it. I just need someone to speak to, soundboard and hear it. But obviously um I want to make sure that you're safe when I'm going to do it so I ask permission you know do you feel uh like you have the energy to do it otherwise I'll speak with my counselor which I'm privileged to have uh the next is just acceptance just knowing that this sadness is a part of life this is going to come up when things uh don't really work with you or don't necessarily you know sit well with you and and this is something that um I need to be a bit more honest with and that I've just had this um this weird sadness recently uh, just going through a lot of the dark times that I have been going through, and and just my, me pushing to to you know get my doctorate, get all these different jobs, and, and and be like so young and so accomplished, where I thought that once I got there I wouldn't be sad anymore, but a lot of my sadness actually comes from getting to that point and realizing shit, like I've got a lot that I have to work on because this is just, this just hasn't brought me the happiness that I thought I would, you know, have uh, or, or thought that I would get once I got it. So it's kind of like this anticlimactic, like, you know, um, but I'm accepting it. I'm accepting it now and I'm knowing that it's not, it all comes from within. And for me to give myself grace to know that, you know, it's bloody amazing what I've done and the sadness that I feel is because I'm, I was empty and I wasn't feeling, filling that void with the right stuff. I wasn't filling that void with stuff that is within me. With, with a pride for myself with an acknowledgement of the feelings that I had and that's the last point is that there may not be a plan and acceptance that sad things happen can just bring some content you know like ah you know that that's fair enough that was going to happen these are just feelings these are just emotions and I'm rolling with it so anyway I hope you have taken something away from today if anything I hope this was a discussion that you have needed to have for a long time if anything, I hope that this brings you some sort of solace in knowing that you're not the only one who feels these feelings or has this overwhelming uh, burst of crying, and just doesn't, you know, doesn't feel like there's something wrong with you anymore. You just know that it was needed, it was necessary, and then we move on and roll. So that's what I—that's my weekly episode for you today: how to be sad a little bit better, or how to just be sad, or be sad if you need to be sad. But remember, your feelings don't define you. So just because you were sad doesn't mean that you 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 know you're a stain on the society. You were sad in that moment and then we have different moments that make up an entire day and in those different moments, you know, you express different parts of yourself. So you're not necessarily tied up with that particular instant when that happened. But anyway, I do love you all. Thank you for joining me. There's a lot that I didn't speak about but I just wanted to nail that, keep it nice and concise. Uh, So yeah, whatever you take away from it, please let me know so that I can continue to give you the good content or I hope it's good content. But thank you for listening as always. I love you all. Have a great week.